Emotions like hate, resentment, and animosity take a lot of energy. In the long run, the person holding on to these feelings is the one that suffers. Do you really think my father is sitting in his cell worried about if I'm mad at him or not? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Hey, 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 and welcome, welcome to episode three of Self-Published. I'm Aziza Kabibi, and this podcast is my shameless journey of being a self-made author. Thanks in advance for listening to the show and for subscribing to stay in the know for when I publish bonus episodes. Oh, what? I didn't tell you? Yes, Mia Ward. There will be surprise bonus episodes that are totally connected, but may, just may, include a couple of friends and family of mine. (laughs) Isn't it keen to get more than you expected? So make sure to reach out and touch me virtually through my social media for those announcements, as well as free book and merch giveaways. As always, resources and details are in the show notes. And on that note, let's get it started. blog post August 1st 2013 mommy dearest oh man the last few days have been liberating motivating inspiring challenging and scary all at once I read the articles posted about my father's sentencing and amidst the inaccuracies, paraphrases, truths and opinions, the thing that stands out the most to me are comments from people about my mom. I guess we're contrary to my father's position in my life. My mother is still very active and present. We talk every day. She always calls me for advice. We shop together. I wash my clothes at her house. She has a relationship with her grandchildren and we go to church together. So to have the public and some friends condemn her along with my father, though I know they do this out of concern, almost makes me question my own interaction with the woman that brought me into this world. No, She did not protect me or my siblings from the man she chose to marry. Yes, her actions were selfish and unacceptable. No, I in no way condone her behavior. And definitely, it's a direct reflection on her ability to parent. Yet, I still forgive her. I am not responsible for her path in this life, so I take no responsibility. I maintain a relationship with my mom because I know she is regretful and remorseful and does her best to atone. It took me a while to get to this place within myself, to let go of the past and focus on our present relationship. And sometimes I even find myself regressing. But I tell you, it's liberating and freeing as heaven to know that it's all under my control. 
Emotions like hate, resentment, and animosity take a lot of energy. In the long run, the person holding on to these feelings is the one that suffers. You think my dad is sitting in his cell right now giving a shit if I'm mad at him or not? But if I walked around still angry and hurt, I may not be able to function. And as for my mother... When I was younger and I acted out towards her because I didn't know how to process what was happening to me, she didn't care. She punished me for quote unquote talking back or being feisty or expressing emotion as she busied herself trying to please her husband. If I dwelled on those and the other mean and irresponsible things she did, I would still be mentally existing in that time and place. I'd still be thinking about the what ifs and the could have beens hindering my own personal progression. And here lies the key. I can talk about my experiences and write about my challenges because my heart is no longer in the time where my suffering took place. I'm simply no longer there. I acknowledge the pain I felt and the confusion I suffered, but I've moved past and continue to move past them. I'm not afraid to look back because I can truly appreciate that that was then and this is now. I'm no longer a victim, plain and simple. My mom and I have very candid conversations about the past, things she did wrong and why she did them. I tell her all the time she is the perfect example of what not to do. What I feel lacked in our relationship, I make sure to include in my relationship with my own daughters. The way my mother surrendered herself to her love for my father, I am conscious to not do that with any man. And the blind faith she followed him with, I reserve only for God. Comments. Unknown. August 3rd, 2013 at 9.17 p.m. Hi, Z, what I used to call you as a child. I don't know if you remember me. You used to call me Auntie Deborah, and I am your godmother. I am so sorry for what you and your sisters went through. You are the epitome of strength. I think of you often and wish I could be in contact with you and your mom. I tried several times asking members of your family to give your mom my number and tell her to contact me, but have not gotten a response. If this reply gets to you, please give me a call. I am listed in the phone book. My reply, August 9th, 2013 at 9.01 a.m. Hello, Deborah. I may be a little old to call you auntie, LOL. I remember you. How are you? How's Rodney? I will try to contact you soon, and I already let mommy know that you left a comment on my blog. Thank you for reaching out. Deborah's reply. August 9th, 2013, at 8.30 p.m. Thank you, Z, for replying. Rodney's doing well. He lives in South Carolina. He has two sons, Jabril, who is 20, Your mom met him, a daughter, Daja, who was 17, and son, Jordan, who was a year old, and a grandson, Jabril Jr., 
I would love to see all of you guys. I'm going through a rough time now. My mom is very ill at 98. We are still praying that she bounces back, asking for his mercy to stay well and blessed. P.S. You're never too old to call me auntie. Sidebar. Here's a little food for thought. Some doctors believe that pedophilia is a condition. They suspect that to be aroused by a child is a sexual orientation that establishes itself during puberty, and if caught early in life, it can be treated. It is also found mostly in men and rarely in women. I have my own reservations on this theory. I do not like giving people that have the gift of choice an excuse of having no control, but that's just me. Either way, I truly believe in most cases, it is the mother's responsibility to protect her offspring. But not all mothers have that natural ability and those that do still need help. I have read many books on parenting, but I've yet to find one with a chapter on how to protect your child from sexual exploitation and or what to do if this happens to your precious one. I hope that through all of my experiences, good and bad, and by continuing to use my mom as a model of what not to do, I will be able to write those chapters myself. About publishing. Many assume that if you publish with a traditional publishing house, they do all the work. In all my research, I've learned this simply is not true. It may appear that this huge media machine just picked up a writer from off the street, gave them some money, and threw hundreds of thousands of dollars into marketing to make said author a New York Times bestseller. Well, not... Publishers and literary agents take on those who are either easy to market, for example, a celebrity, sports star, or a well-known politician, or someone who already has an audience in some way, like social media followers. And even once the author is signed, said author must keep themselves relevant and do, or pay someone to do out of their own pocket, do a lot of the footwork. As a self-published author or any type of entrepreneur, you have to self-promote any way you can. And nowadays, if you have a little cash to spare, you could rent a billboard or buy Google ads. I happened to unintentionally get myself some free promotion. I hadn't even finished writing my book yet, and I had no idea that this would have a direct effect on my public persona. But after my father's sentencing, a reporter asked for a statement. My sisters who attended the sentencing encouraged me to talk to the reporter, which I did. But that reporter and so many others confused many of the details of who my father was, how many children he had, who was who, whatever, whatever, so on and so forth. And honestly, there were just a lot of misconceptions on survivors of abuse, children born of incest, and the prevalence of child molestation. So I took it upon myself to read every article published and post in the comments, corrections, and misinformation. 
What I didn't know was how much attention this seemingly simple act would garner. Well, one of my corrections got a response from the journalist of one of the articles I commented on, and he asked if he could interview me exclusively. Self-promotion is imperative to anyone in business. In many ways, I still struggle with this myself. But if I hadn't opened my mouth, well, technically, if I hadn't tapped my fingers, who knows where I'd be today? That article, along with my continued activity on other blogs and articles, led to an amazing opportunity on a national syndicated television show called, (laughs) you know what, I'll tell you about that another time. Hey you, thank you so much for listening, for allowing me to caress your eardrums and penetrate your mind. I hope you are able to get something from this episode. As always, you are more than welcome to shoot me a note with any questions and I will do my best to respond. Next week, I'll be talking about book cover design, branding, and how many versions of my book cover I actually ended up with. It was definitely a process, so make sure you tune in. Well, that's all for now. I'm Aziza Khabibi, and until next time, be blessed, for you are a blessing.